the job board, match number two, Dream Foursome, Listener Questions, Homegrown, and The Course Happenings. Today's episode is brought to you by Golf Balls. Golf Balls, from the first drive to the last putt, they're with you the whole way. Golf Balls, getting lost by golfers in the rough, woods, and water since day one. And now, let's tee off. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of From the Jingweeds. This is episode seven. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been a hell of a ride so far. Let's keep this train going. I just want to remind everybody before we get started, uh, if you guys want any, got any questions, got any thoughts or anything else, uh, just remember to email us at fromthejingweeds at gmail.com and also continue to follow us on Twitter at F Jingweeds and also following us on Instagram at from underscore the underscore Jingweeds. Just want to throw that out right off the bat just in case the show goes sideways and you don't even want to listen until the very end when we announce them again. I promise they're coming again. <laughs> so once again, let me introduce Dan. Dan, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Happy to be back in the new studio, man. Things are looking good. Yeah, the place is coming together. Got a new couch, got a new chair, gonna chuck the old couch, gonna chuck the old chair. Uh, places coming together, hung up TVs, got TVs outside, TVs inside. It's becoming a home, man. It's yeah. awesome. We're only uh, three weeks in. Here we go. Nice. Uh, wife's loving it. Uh, doesn't even want to leave the house. Been running that Traeger <laughs> grill for, I don't know. <laughs> five out of the seven nights a week just chowing meat the whole yeah. entire time so it's been awesome uh but you know we'll get this place dialed in nice now that the summer's coming the backyard is becoming a little bit harder to hang yeah, it's out it's gonna on. be a lot easier to do indoor projects <laughs> yeah we were uh we were out there the other night grilling had some friends over and chucking the bags uh Threw that up on the old Instagram. Those beautiful bags brought to me by AZ Board Source. Uh, remember, if you're all your bag needs, you can pick up. You can go uh, AZ Board Source. Follow them on Instagram at AZ Board Sports. Uh, they make awesome boards. A couple other backyard games, but there you go, Nate. There's a nice shout out for you. <laughs> uh, we uh, the wife does like the Eagles, so if you want to throw an Eagles board in there, we can uh, talk about that too. <laughs> and uh, pump your business but so let's get this thing started uh, as we always do let's uh go ahead and cover what we got going on the golf course uh dan you got anything new going on have you moved on from airifying greens they had going last week yeah well, greens are done we got the air, air the aggravator going in the rough wall to wall that's we're about three quarters done with that which is that big solid time machine thing is money it makes a big hole in the ground a lot yeah. of disruption i got that terrible like clay caliche soil so it's breaking it up nice <clears throat> just continuing to improve that water percolation, get water and air down in the soil. So it's been awesome. I got a, a bulk gyp, like a bulk gypsum application coming because I got so much water in my in my water or so much salt in my water. Like we've got to mitigate that salt with calcium, so we're going to do that. About a ton an acre coming up the end of this week, and then uh, I got teas and 
or I got T's and uh, green surrounds. Those are all aerified. Pull the cores on those. Um, what else? I mean, it's just a bunch of aerification. You're gonna start top dressing fairways this year. We got top dressing coming up. Yeah, we'll probably look at doing that next week on the closed golf course. We're the last two years I got a half inch of top dressing down. This year we're gonna do a quarter inch. Nice. So it's nice to just keep pumping the sand of the fairways. It's been an improvement. I mean, oh. I got seen a lot of Bermuda growth. So, I mean, I think we got that heading in the right direction. But with it being 107 degrees on Friday, yeah. a lot of my ryegrass is, it's not, it's taking a kick in the pants right yeah, now. Yeah, I heard, uh, well, what I see on the news there for that temperature is we're supposed to maybe possibly break a record uh, for the most days over 110 in May. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So it's already started to be a warm one this year. and uh, It's been such it was, a weird one. Yeah, it was beautiful all winter yeah. long. Perfect. Never got those real hot, hot days in February yeah. or early March. And then it stayed nice and cool and bang. Just I mean, now it's just May punched cold. us in the face. Last May was cool, 80s. Yeah. And it took forever for my, my greens to recover from verification. Now it's, I mean, like I said, it was going to be 107 degrees on Friday. Yeah. So the triv on my greens are pretty much checked out. Yeah. So, um and did you spray out around the green surrounds and tea boxes yeah but i'm still i'm still spraying out i got i started with a third what the third of the rate so okay. if it was a nine ounce rate i did three ounces on uh on my ryegrass and then this so we did that last week this this week we're going to follow up with a half pound of uh, in just to push bermuda growth now yeah. the, the hope is that that product ding that ryegrass and it's not taking up those nutrients and now the bermuda can kind of take off yeah. So we're furting into that, furting both golf courses. Vert on the open golf course, we're verticutting all the ryegrass, just slowly doing that yeah. mechanical removal. And we did that last week in the fairways on the back nine of uh, that golf course, and, and it seems to be a lot of uh, some good growth growing out. So I like the result of that. Nice. Just uh, trying to anything I can this year, you know, just throwing a bunch of stuff at it, see what works. Right. Yeah. I got uh, what I got going is I just finished. Yes, no, sorry, this morning just finished out spraying uh, the ryegrass. I, again, went at the third of the rate, and I um, I took another product and kind of juiced it up a little bit more and went over to two of my holes. And I'm uh, going to just, for comparison reasons, you know, uh, I wasn't going to do it. And then I realized that I just was about to come up short. I think I was going to be a whole short, basically two and a half acres yeah. short on the other products. So I went out and I just bought another one and did two holes. There's two side by side, six and seven. I guess um, we're done a little bit differently. So for me, I'm interested to see maybe instead of that full rate, maybe with it being so hot, maybe after the second one third rate, right? Yeah. So for now we're at two thirds, maybe that's going to be enough. And I just saved a jug of, you know, yeah, whatever. I have uh, in the test plots that I did the driving range tee. It was now four weeks ago today that I did it. Um, I'm seeing bounce back with the ryegrass um, in some areas. Yeah, so I'm kind of wondering if I gotta go back out with another third rate uh, here in a couple of weeks. But I'm kind of gonna watch that, especially with the heat. You know, yeah. really picking up. Hopefully, it really keeps that ryegrass at bay a little bit, and maybe helps to nuke it out. Yeah. Uh, but like, I got two of the holes just finished up today, and those probably won't show signs of dying off till maybe the weekend, maybe Saturday. I'll really be able to see the difference. It's taken three, four days to get my eyes adjusted and kind of see. Oh yeah, that's definitely yellowing out, and then. 
six, seven days later, it's it's smoked. Yeah. But like I said, it's starting to bounce back. I know it's the front of the driving range is definitely bounced back. Um, in the roughs that I did on 14 and 12, a little bit harder to tell how much that's bouncing back. I just think it's the shorter turf. You know, you can see it a little bit yeah. easier coming back. So I'll think about doing another application, but hopefully the heat knocks it out. Yeah. Um, I got the verticutter going out tomorrow, starting on the fairways. Again, for the second time around, this time I just cranked the blades a little bit deeper into the turf. So now I'm going to go in there, and this time I'm going to start cutting stolons. You know, try to promote some regrowth of that Bermuda grass and also get deep in there and start pulling out some heavy thatch. Yeah. I set them this morning, made three passes, and thought to myself, oh, this might take a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the vacuums are going to be working over time, <laughs> that's for sure. So it's going to slow me down on verticut and just because I am only usually do two holes, let my vacuum kind of finish up one as soon as they they jump to that second hole, depending on the time of day, I'm and where golf is on the golf golf course, you know we kind of right now we get a very little first off, um, but that eight o'clock hour, the place gets loaded with golfers. So I gotta wait for that little train to move around the golf course, and then by noontime we'll get like one or two golfers right. for the rest of the day, and. By then, it's my crew's gone, and I'm there by myself. That's uh, this year is when I'm going to go uh, start putting out my N. You know, I'm going to put out some ammonium sulfate. And this year, I decided that I'm just going to go in late and stay late, and just do it ahead of golf or in and around golf behind it, I guess, and as much as I can in and around to water that in. Yeah, right. You know, otherwise, if I do it in the morning, I'll put a little bit of water. It's not going to be enough water to water it in and break that stuff down. And for those of you who don't know, we we call ammonium sulfate a hot fertilizer. It needs water right away. Otherwise, you're going to stop burning the turf. And with five minutes of water, you're either going to soak that hole or seven minutes, you're either going to soak the hole so it's unplayable for golf in the morning yeah. or it's just not going to be watered in enough. All that car traffic is yeah. going to start driving over. I'm going to have yellow lines everywhere. Yeah, that's my So I'm sick of that. So this year, I just said, that's it. I'm... I'm going to have to bite the bullet and stay in the afternoon. And come next week, June 1st, our clubhouse closes at 2 o'clock. It's the last golf that we'll let out is at 2 o'clock. So typically it's one. You know, every so often I'll get one golfer, but I'll work around that one golfer. I don't care yeah. if there's one tire track that goes down the middle of my fairway for a couple of days. But if I did it in the morning, the place would look awful. So, and ding my turf, you know, I'm trying yeah, to grow it as much as I tire can. Tire tracks everywhere. But, so I'm going to bite the bullet this year and do it see how that goes. That'll start possibly next week. You know, once I verticut those holes, then I'm going to go ahead and chuck the fertilizer on top of it. But other than that, I'm going to start, uh, hopefully start next week, airifying my tea boxes. I'm going to use a 5 8 tine on those and uh, pull out some cores i'll take those cores and i'll spread them around in some mm -hmm. weak areas you know i got a lot of old car path which are made out of asphalt that kind of fall and break apart and you know the stuff's made with petroleum i don't care how many years it's been sitting there and getting water on it i still believe that that stuff leaks into your turf in the edges of the car paths where there's um asphalt the edges are just always smoked, always tough to grow in. And with it not being a good curb on there, then if we get a big rain, it washes turf away. 
So those are the areas that I usually hit up pretty good are yeah. beginnings of ends of fairways where we get a lot of car traffic. I'll just throw them out there, and then I run the elevator over that, just pounding holes and trying to beat those roots into the ground and just start watering it. Typically, it comes in just fine just by its nightly yeah, irrigation, right. you know, because there's a lot of thatch. We're pulling out thatch out of the tea boxes, you know, so that's going to help hold all that water. Yeah. So it works out pretty well. It's not the best way to do it, but I end up pounding sand on top of those too later when I start top dressing fairways. Got a thousand tons of sand coming uh, starting Monday. So that'll start getting delivered. So uh, once I get through Verticut and throw the fertilizer, then I start throwing the sand and running the aerator over that, over the fairways and the rough. Yep. So that'll be done. It'll take me probably a month to get the whole place done. You know, one uh, tie crop hopper, or I guess it's the MD 400, MH 400. <laughs> um, Doing trips of that back and forth solo, it yeah. takes a long time. That's a long time. You know, I look at the pile and I go, okay, there's four yards or four tons can fit in the back of that hopper. I need 33 tons an acre. And this holds four acres. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a long day. You know, it takes as long or longer to load the thing with sand, get it to the hole if I can't, put, you know, yeah. I try to plot it out. With the truck drivers getting them dumping all the areas in my desert area so I can pick it up pretty easy right out of there. So I'm close to the hole, so I'm not driving all over the place. But there's some of them I'll be just two holes away, and it'll take me twice as long to get there, fill the hopper, get back to the hole as it does to me to put that hopper out. And when you're going to do that 27 times on a hole, yeah. it's all day long. So it's a tedious process, but it also helps... You know, I'm not burying the place in sand and golfers got to deal with it. They're kind of dealing with one or two holes at a time. Yeah, what, 45 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, normally, it's like 135. 30, right? Yeah, 38 bucks or 39 yeah, bucks. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, we can manage. Yeah. So And it's got to get done. You know, when else are we going to do it? So we got to start doing it now. Or you can just get another golf course. So you can close one in the middle. Of the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that's what I've been working on. But there doesn't seem to be any land around there. We'd have to blow up a few homes and get that worked out. I bet you could pick a couple. Oh, there's a couple out there that I could definitely get rid of, and that's not because they're in the line of play. It's because those people are pains in the asses. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of those neighbors. I mean, most of ninety percent of ninety five percent of them are awesome. They understood that they bought there house on a golf course and the golf course at least mine anyways was there long before what's, a single home was out there that's a good question what what's the craziest um question or comment or concern from a homeowner you've ever got the craziest if you want to think about it, i'll tell you one of the yeah. ones i got i got this lady lives probably 200 out off of of 18t and i she rings me up one day with a lot of f-bombs and that the club was going to move the tees um, like a couple years ago. And there was in uh, it, like her resolution to her house getting pumped with golf balls is not not buying that house 200 yards off the tee. It's oh, yeah. we need to relocate the tees. I, I mean, I don't even know how you respond to that. Yeah, I have. That really brings up two of them. They're both on number 12. One of them has uh, been there a year. And they did an awesome job with the house, completely gutted the whole place, and it's awesome. Other than it's 185 yards off yeah. the right-hand side of the fairway. And 
they don't play golf and she's been one of the new ones that is just pounding the pro shop all the time that she's getting hit with golf balls and what are we going to do about it her suggestion was to move the tee box yeah and also, we asked only where and she says i don't know that's for you to figure it out it's like that there's a house right next to the tee box and the other side is saguaro boulevard which is pretty much the main artery through the bustling town of fountain hills <laughs> you know but still yeah. there's no way to go with the thing Further up the fairway on the dog leg, again on the right hand side where a lot of people try to take it over the eucalyptus trees. Oh, yeah. Snap it right up into her yard. And she goes bananas all the time. Uh, she thinks we. Does she have a net? Uh, no. Nope. Uh, there's an ordinance in Fountain Hills about who can have or how high. And everybody that's got a net around the house, it doesn't do shit. It doesn't. No. The one on number four, that house gets smoked on the right. all the time. He spent eight grand on that one, on just the net. But when he built the house, I remember talking to him because he's the contractor. I said, hey, you know, you're not going to sell this. And he said, why not? He said, it gets peppered, just this open lot. Yeah. It's peppered with golf balls. I mean, it's, again, it's in the line of your second shot of a par five. So you're not just getting little hosled wedges you're getting lasers from hybrids and three woods yeah that are just coming into that thing and it sneak right around the end of the pole bang you hear rattling around his deck all the time that's he never says a word i've never heard him say a word. no kid no nothing how about that house i pepper off 11t i snapped that one to the guys that he's got that metal wood like bunker yeah. over his windows close up put a dent yeah, right in the middle of it summertime and he heads off to <laughs> what you know clocks. kansas and has no idea that you're out there just rattling balls off his garage doors <laughs> thank god that thing was down dude that i that was coming in hot right, that was <laughs> a heater in the door. straight yeah <laughs> at 7 a.m that thing out to sound like a shotgun blast that guy's <laughs> It's like Top Gun when he's taking the drink of the coffee. He's yeah. Like, God damn, that guy like spills everywhere. Every time I play that hole, I just pepper his fucking mouth. Oh, man. Would that surprise you pay for buying a house on, you know, 185 you should get That's to, in the wheelhouse. You should get to kick your realtor in the balls. Like, yeah. I just, I just don't understand. I don't know. I, you know, we work on the golf course. Would you ever in a million years, I don't care where you bought, would you ever put it on a golf course, a house? Like, at Craig's place, yeah, because like, his is like way, way yeah, you up. get way up. You know what I mean? There, there's golf courses, yes, but like my place, yours, absolutely no, not. No way. There's only like there's a very few lots on my property that that butt up to the golf course where I would yeah. say, yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, because I mean, you're gonna get them from everywhere. It doesn't matter. No, you know, if you're right off the tee box, it doesn't matter. I mean, think about the house you hit it. They off the they banged off tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it was, off, it was off a palm tree. It was a palm tree, yeah. A palm tree and went that, behind that us. That's the street behind you. Yeah. <laughs> or in front of you, lefty, but... Oh, that, that was, was the awesome. first ball that house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That guy's never gotten him. He lives behind a, tea, a par five, behind the tee box, and I somehow put it up in his yeah. yard after I roped it off a <laughs> palm tree right off the tee box. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. shit. Like okay. Some of the things Great. that happen out there. It was a pretty solid, uh, like, hosel rocket story when I was working on my first property. 
these two old guys are on the tee, and one dude just blades a shit out of one. He goes, oh, that one's coming in hot. And his partner goes, hey, Bernie, you hit the shit out of that. <laughs> it sailed this par three green like by 150 yards. It was like the workshop. Oh, you hit the shit out of that, Bernie. <laughs> like so Bernie was all fired up. Vin scullied it. Fucking yeah. all the way over the green. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Uh, speaking of a little bit of golf, we had some golf this weekend on TV. Um, yeah. Much, much better. The match, too. Much better than last week's. Much uh, better skins than match game. one. Yeah, much better than match one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, for those of you that maybe missed it, uh, go check it out. It's, uh, what is it? Uh, Tiger in the forehead against Phil and Brady. Um, is that what you're calling him now? Well, it's what I call him all the time. The forehead I've one? Ne- I've never referred to him as anything different i don't think uh but good little stick uh brady Brady was rattled from the get-go uh you know how phenomenal is it to see just a dude whacking it like me out there yeah it it is nice to see um and you could definitely tell that dude's a competitor he was heated he didn't say a word until he he hit that that, uh 150 yard you know wet shot in You know, that just changed everything. I don't know if it calmed them down or it just gave them something. Seemed that, like the whole foursome kind of opened up after that, too. Yeah. Um, it was it was slow start, and then they all started. But, I mean, it's going to be a slow start. Look what they started in. You know, yeah. this big hype deal. And when they showed them on the range, I didn't think it was going to happen. You know, I didn't right. think at all it was going to happen. It was poor initial pictures of greens of just puddled, puddled, puddled. And my thought watching it was... Oh, those things, they probably firmed them up, you know, you know, oh, it's yeah. Tigers, you know, so it's, you know, it's tournament conditions all the time there. You know, there's a whole bunch of pros that are members there, along with, you know, Tiger is the number one pro ever there. And, uh, yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> Not a big deal. Shout out. Spit and chick like boys. Uh, so I'm thinking as soon as these things, you know, get to their point, they're going to start flushing and sure as shit. 20 minutes later, they show the same hole. It's pouring rain and there's, you know, no water anywhere. The whole place drained great. I'm sure it's all on sand-based, everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, So they were buzzing around in those golf carts everywhere. Oh, yeah. They weren't even on a car path. They were flying around. Yeah. They didn't make any real marks till they got into those waste bunkers and they were bombing through those. Yeah. You know, but anyways, the course held up great to that weather. So just think you're you're standing there, you're trying to do all this. Those guys don't even ever play in that shit unless it's in like a major championship. You know, they even look out that door and they're like, mm, nope, not yeah. going out today. So now today they got to break out those fucking dry gloves. They got ten pairs of gloves. They're covered in shit that they never wear. The rain suits, some of them. If not, well, you're soaking wet. Why? Why is Tom Brady in his rain suit? Well, he had to put on the rain because is that nice meaty, those meaty cheeks blew out those pants. It's not a good, not a good yeah. ad for your uh, Under Armour golf wear. No, uh, so you know it's not like he's a big giant offensive lineman with a big fat ass. <laughs> I know Barkley out there. That was great when <laughs> he, Justin, Barkley was pretty good. Yeah, right? he was. Justin Thomas did a great job yeah, out he there. Did. He was roasting Barkley. Those two going back and forth was really good. Uh, that was funny when Justin called him a fat ass. Yeah. You know, talking about dunking on him. Yeah. Dunking on somebody. He's like, yeah, I'd like to see you dunk. Get your fat ass up now and dunk. 
<laughs> he was laughing so hard he had to apologize. Yeah. He cracked himself up so much. <laughs> he was like, "Sorry, Charles." Yeah, exactly. I mean, Brady was giving it to Chuck too. I mean, it was all good. It was good band. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And uh, but still, that competitive fire, you know, that those yeah. guys still had. I just know. look. I mean, I'll say like Tom. I like Tiger Woods, my favorite golfer. I think. I hope he wins every week. I, th- I just think he is such a square. Dude. Yeah, he is. He is such a you square. Know, he, he is. I, I mean, know he's trying to up his image and all this, and it, you could tell it's not really him. And no. Nope. It seems fake, and it seems... You know, there's the stories of Barkley and Jordan, you know, taking him out. You know, him kind of hanging out with those guys when he was young. Yeah. And, you know, his wild life. And they still had to, you know, almost be like, hey, man, you got to, like, loosen up here. But, I mean, look how the kid grew up. Yeah. He grew oh, up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so grew up in a crazy world from what we think we know about how it was. You know, it was just very regimented the golf course. It made him the golfer he is, but... Obviously, you're not going to have any personality, no. you know, living basically by yourself and so, your dad. With that being said, and, and this, what, kind of piggybacking off what we talked about last week, what would be your ideal foursome if you were going to go out? I guess you and four other dudes. Me and, and four I can other go dudes first. can be any, anybody yeah. or be anybody. I think John Daly, Pat Perez, I heard he's a stud, um, yeah. Michael Jordan, Gotta have him out there just for the for the bets. Yep. And I think I would chuck in like a oh Brooks Kepka just seems like the most chill dude. Yeah. That wouldn't take it way too serious. So you're talking more of like athletes and everything else because like a, I a would, foursome I would want to hang out with. A foursome you'd want to hang out with. Oh man. I mean, you'd I, have to play. You'd go endless. Uh, you don't want to be stuck with a couple sausages. Like, yeah. And you I, don't want to be in there with like Bubba. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. See, I don't even know if I'd even take a golfer. To tell you the truth. Well, if you had to pick a couple golfers, then maybe right, Michael gotta, Jordan was a, a throw-in. Uh, I'd probably have to take. I'd take Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems like, like he's not so much of a square. Yeah, uh, he's a good dude. Um, it seems like you get like Justin Ricky out there. Yeah, John Daly would be great, uh, but. He's got to be cranking hoons and... No, that's what I'm saying. We're going to be in our element. Okay. So it's just us? Yeah, and not like an event. You're just going to play golf. Yeah. Shit, I don't know. I mean, some of these guys, I think they're all... Could be definitely squares. I, I think so, I think too. Patrick that's... Reed would be fun to play with. I think he's... See, I, I think, think he's, he's a weirdo. I think he's, he's he plays a role. Yeah, Everybody cheats. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> Everybody does. You know, is cheating, you know, when you go to do the drop, you know, now that we can bend down to uh, our ankles, I think it should be old school and chuck it over your shoulder. I think that's the greatest. Kick it out of the old. desert, was I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can squat the... down there, and these guys are like, you can see them moving it around. It's the most about, awkward position. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, uh, like so they're like really trying to just put it, just place it at this yeah, point. Just right. place it, you know. So I don't know. I take Justin. I'm throwing Bird is playing. Larry's playing with me. Okay. You know? I got an NBA. And, and, uh, oh, man. I think Chris Farley would be funny <laughs> to play with. Or Adam Sandler. Sandler. Sandler's a golfer. You already used your draft pick on a non-golfer with Larry Bird. You can't just... I don't know. Ah, shit. All right. We'll throw it out to the Twitter, too. Yeah, take a poll. I mean, I could pick... I think anybody after that is the same person. You know, I think 
Sevy would would have been great to play with, but can we pull in somebody like that? Yeah. You know, I think the guy's a magician, you know. It's nobody picked he's, Tiger. He's your <laughs> Neither of us picked Tiger. Yeah. I just, like I said. It, I think that's the easy pick. No, but it, I mean, I just don't think it would be as fun as if you had like a daily out there. Yeah. Just, yeah. Ripping darts and drinking whiskey. and Well, I think they all probably... Taking his shirt off. <laughs> That's more my speed. Big than... old fat belly hanging out there. He definitely would be shoeless. Yeah, he definitely wouldn't be wearing shoes. He plays barefoot all the time. Shout out Kenny. Yeah. My little brother Kenny. We're at one of the nicest clubs in Kansas. And the, the superintendent got us out. And we up to first see it. And my brother has no shoes on. And the superintendent drives up. He's old school. No shoes, huh? <laughs> I just wanted to just crawl into a hole. <laughs> Great look. Great look. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the first times I ever played with my buddy TJ, we were up in Anthem. And he was like, yeah, do we have to wear shoes? And I was like, uh, yeah, man, I think we do. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know, one of my other buddies that was a superintendent at the time got me out there. And it's me and our two ladies, as you know, we were just dating them, now wives. Well, TJ's now engaged, but my wife, we're out there. You know, it's just kind of family little afternoon in a private club, and he's got no shoes on. I'm like, dude, you got to chuck shoes on. So, <laughs> I wonder yeah, I mean, if he'll remember that, because I've never seen him ever again not play with shoes. Really? Yeah. Well, can, he, can he play the whole round? No shoes, but now I think he's back on shoes. So nice. I can get him out to the nice place. Yeah. What'd you do? Hit it in the shit in the desert and find out that you better be wearing no, That's the problem. Shoes. It's in the shit and we gotta go tromp around. Oh, no, fuck way. him. No, he did. Yeah. He did. He did. Better bring a pair of flip-flops for those reasons. <laughs> you know, just have them in your back pocket. You just go banging around. The ground. Poison ivy in the fucking in Missouri or Kansas. Yeah. What's the matter you itchy Chuck. toes? <laughs> Chief itchy toe? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, poison ivy. I do not miss that shit. No, stinging nettle, poison ivy, all that bullshit. Yeah. Well, I just traded in for. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. This stuff you choya. can see. You know? Yeah, no, you shit. definitely. You're not, looking yeah. for it out there. You just like, you look for poison ivy. Yeah. And landscaping back. Oh, and I'm so allergic to it. When I was a little yeah, kid, no. not even allergic to it. So allergic to it. You know, you end up one little spot on you, and next thing you're fucking covered. You're sweating your ass off, and it's yeah. just dr- now in your sweat. The oil's dripping everywhere. See, I don't think I was, I'm allergic because it, when I worked at Iron Horses everywhere, but there was a dude on the crew who was allergic. He fucked. He fucking was working at Iron Horse and then took his work gloves home and must have been pulling yeah. poison ivy. It was like a week later doing yard work and like rubbed uh, his face with his glove and then yeah. it just exploded. Yeah, I used to get it because we used to do tons of tree work and we'd be clearing out lots and just we would be wearing full rubber rain suits and it'd be 85, 85% yeah. humidity, just sweating, hoping that we wouldn't get one little drop. But I mean, at some point I would touch at the littlest leaf. And just it would be inside there. Now yeah. I'm sweating and it's going everywhere. I'd have it all over my face. Yes, I'd have it in my ass crack all over the boys. The whole deal. It was the worst. So I don't miss that shit at all. I'd rather step on a little cactus. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, any day. Or just rub into one. which, Or just smash a golf ball off one like last <laughs> week. Uh, I don't know how many of you saw it. It's up on Instagram. Uh, I made a little comment of we not only... Came up with the name. We live the name from the Jingweeds because 
got a little shot. We uh, had a little game out at Blackstone Country Club. Uh, yeah. Shout out Andrew. Thank you for uh, having us out there. He's the superintendent out there. Yeah. Does a great job with that golf course. course. Is in great shape every time. Yeah, play. every time you play. Yeah. You're always doing something different out there. There's always something going on. Um, so he's got that place going well. Um, but had a little shot out in the in the jing weeds and decided to bring out the video camera. Uh, Maddie Rush on the mic, calling the play-by-play. And uh, I lasered one right off the swirl, <laughs> smashed it. Yeah. And thought, oh, this is going to be great. You know, off the end of the club, it's like, this is going to be great. And just, nope, <laughs> 10 yards in front of me, my dreams squashed <laughs> as the thing plummets off a huge We should have got a picture right before that. I was in the shit, and I, like, topped one right into the lake. Yeah, so was, right into the lake. You did hit turf, turf, turf. Yeah. That go in the water. Yep, that went in the I water. Was halfway in the water. Yeah. Fuck, you could have had one shoe in and got an out, though. It wasn't worth shit. It wasn't worth the skin. I wasn't getting in there. <laughs> yeah, true. Which, um, and we can jump into that. That's uh, coming up. We've uh, now launched Hack Attack. Is going to go this summer, or we're at least efforting to go. Um, sent out the email the other day to everybody. So check your emails. Jump on the uh, email list. Um, you can email us at uh, from the jingweeds at gmail.com, and I can get it to the Ed, and he's running the league again this year with a little bit of help from me and Casey from uh, Hack Attack Skins on Twitter. You can follow us there. Um, we're going to get this going. What we do, for those that you don't know, we got a little league that we run. We play a skins game. We try to do it once a week, uh, get 20, 30 guys out there, uh, 20 bucks. We only play for skins, so we play fast. We try to do it in under three hours. If you're not putting for birdie, pick it up. Or if you're a really fast player and can do kind of a double bogey max or bogey max between your group, play the thing out. But just keep in mind that we're trying to hustle and uh, get through this so we can get back to hopefully the clubhouse. I know mine is open. I'm going to be hosting the first week next week, next Wednesday at 1 o'clock. So if anybody wants in on the game, and for you guys that are out in your other associations, um, try to get this going if you don't have it going. It's a uh, great networking thing. To do i've met more superintendents assistants crew members um even sometimes we'll get a pro out there heck i met big ed big ed came out there um, shout out big ed two skins two skins guy comes out visits his son on a little trip vacation and comes home with two skins uh so not sure how much money that was but i'm sure you notice he's never come back yeah i know takes his money and run yeah he got a couple sodas i'm sure at the end so that's all we that's all we care please welcome back you know so we take our 20 bucks we throw it into the pot take five bucks out for the bag boys uh get out there play a little skins game if you can shotgun them if you can't uh do the best you can get some groups out there and then we go settle back up have some wings, some nachos, some beers, and we talk shop. Or we talk life. You definitely get to know people personally a little bit better by, you know, sitting around having a few beers and some wings. It'll bring uh, the courage out of everybody, and then you can start asking questions about what's going on in the golf course. And next thing you know, you've got a couple of friends that you can call when you need some help. But uh, that's going to get going. Not sure who's on the board for the rest of the golf course. I know Wickenburg Ranch has got the last date. It's going to be the week of September 14th, I believe. So uh, we got a lot of spaces to fill. So if you can bring us out there, host us at your golf course. Again, you can shout out to us or most of you all around Arizona know Ed. You can fire off an email there. 
Um, we also uh, not can be can, not to be confused with Big Ed. Yeah, not to be confused with Big Ed. This is Ed at uh, Wickenburg Ranch. Little Ed. Yeah, Little Ed. Even though Ed's a pretty big Ed. <laughs> well, they can only, they can be only one. There's only one Big Ed. Only one Big Ed. The biggest <laughs> listener that we got. Thanks, Big Ed, for listening. <laughs> We're gonna get shout outs to you every episode, I believe. Until <laughs> you get back for skins. Yeah, until you get back. Uh, so. Um, you gonna try and host this year, or you got doesn't I mean, matter. Don't even know on yet. what that's gonna go on with how you're um, right now. We're membership. not allowing guests. Yeah. So if we can't allow guests, um, yeah, I was looking at the schedule today. Definitely be open to having people out. But yeah, as of today, right now, I can't. I yeah, can't even plug. You can't even make a date because there is no talk about it. I know there's right. a couple other golf courses uh, that are the same way. They just can't even. They want to host. They typically host every year. And uh, they just have no answers right now. So this year is going to be a little slow one, but we're doing our best to try and keep it going. I think that's part of the reason. Uh, Because I think if it dies, I'm afraid if it dies, it dies. I don't think it's going to die. I I think there's enough, even in the group that we got out, like there's enough dudes that can network around to get people out. Yeah. And I mean, even if it is the same eight, 12 dudes that we always play with, who cares? It doesn't bother We're playing golf, you know? Uh, breaking each other's balls the entire time. It's a, it's a great time. Yeah. A lot of shit talking going on, which is, you know, we talked about that, you know, that was a big gripe with the skins game, you know, with the boys and the PGA tour is that they didn't talk shit enough. Right. And I heard a couple guys, you know, on ESPN or another podcast. Oh, what do you think we do? Just go out there and golf and just talk shit and talk the whole entire time. And we were like, yeah, yeah. that's all we do. It's exactly why I'm here. It's, we- <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's weird when you're standing on the tee box yeah. and all of a sudden it goes quiet. It's yeah. like, no boys, keep yeah. going, keep rattling, you like, know, keep trying to jab at me or whatever. Cause when it goes silent, that's when it gets real awkward. Yeah. You're like, oh shit. Now yeah. I got to think about this. Yeah. There's, it's non-talk, yeah. non-stop talk, non-stop yeah. talk. Playing Bark, playing whatever games we got going. Uh, that game's awesome. <laughs> um, it's a good putting game. Google it. I don't know if it's on Google, but uh, for you guys out there that get together with the gang and want to play some, put some money on it. Uh, great putting game. It's called Bark. Um, Basically betting on your betting against the dude to three putt. Yeah, that's how it is. If you can Google it, it's kind of a pain in the ass to ever explain it, especially without seeing it happen. Uh, Anybody that gets involved, it's always it's always a good time. You just exchange some money and talk shit. That's basically what it's there for. Um, so what else is going on, speaking of sports uh, or getting back going? We're back to the whole corona thing. So you got that going on at the golf course. Rounds up or are people moving? Still pretty that? steady. We'll see what happens here when it gets to 107 degrees. But uh, we still have 129 yeah this week which would normally be a 35 person day yeah we're getting low we're under 100 oh, yeah. uh, during the week now yeah so or these past two days when's and, your first tea time uh six o'clock and they're done by no uh, i looked at the tea sheet today because i want to go out with those fertilizer applications i'm just trying to gauge i can follow the group at one o'clock yeah even though right now you know, in May, we're not closing the golf shop. We close that at four right now. And then June 1st, we go to two. And so we got one, two people. Yeah. They're going out as singles, two people rolling out there at one o'clock in the afternoon. It's not even worth keeping anybody there. We usually give a cash drawer to the outside service guy so you can sell range balls still. Because that's all we'll ever get. Yeah. So people come out, hit some range balls okay. in the afternoon. You know, they don't want to be out there all afternoon in the 110 degrees. So... 
plus i think a lot of our quote-unquote members or uh card holders they're all moved back oh, um, or most of them you know we got the in-town people that yeah. buy the card as well but most of our um uh snowbirds as you call them they're pretty much gone i think that with everything else opening up in other states and the ability to play golf there you know that's well, what was holding them from apparently my members are staying because the weather's so shit up there really or whatever they're minnesota or yeah whatever. somewhere in the midwest i'm sure getting pounded with some crazy storms yeah. so your east coasters go mm-hmm. down to florida florida's those areas in florida that got a foot of rain really you know, yeah through the last like three days a foot of rain over like two days funny, three yeah. days that's crazy that's more than we'll get in three years <laughs> i know <laughs> i know yeah shit three inches four inches a year you know, out at the golf courses, a normal year. Oh, know? yeah. But I don't know. Anyways, uh, hockey coming back, I see. Oh, we're talking about it, yeah. I think they fired that off a little too quick with little, no yeah. answers. They don't have any host cities yet. Looks like July 1 is a target day to get, what, training? Training going yeah. again. Um, so they're a long ways away, but, man, they Doesn't seem that seem to get, like forever? To seems get a season like started? forever. It sounds awesome. I mean, the Hawks have a chance. They're getting in. Yeah. Um, There's a 24 seed. Looks like at Edmonton Oil, their first round matchup would be money. <laughs> yeah. But Bruins are in. Um, well, they're number one seed. I know. Hey. Is there a number one seed? Is there a buy for uh, that or no? I believe they talked about the top four or the top four seeds, you know, two from each side yeah. are going to get uh, the buys. All right. Yeah, I don't know what that does. You guys have been, everybody's been on a buy now. I think I'd want to be playing other than. Well, it maybe, changes a lot of things too because some rosters are getting healthy and that can make a big difference. A huge I mean, difference. It would be awesome to see the Coyotes make a run. Yeah. But I didn't even see Phoenix as a host city. So when. Nope, I didn't see that. How stinky would that be if you're a Coyotes fan? They've been in the fucking toilet for <laughs> yeah. this long. You got some hope. You got Taylor Hall. You got yeah. this good team coming back. And it shut down coronavirus. Taylor Hall is going to walk next season. Gave up a first round draft pick for him. Oh, and, you're yeah. pro- and you can't even watch your team in your own town. Like, I know. There's nothing That's better. That's been than wide open. Yeah. We've been wide open. Oh. It is wild right now out here yeah. compared to other places. You know, I mean, you saw the news. Lake Havasu, they were saying it was the busiest weekend they've ever had. People aren't dying to get out of their homes. It yeah. shows like. Yeah, in uh, Lake Pleasant, it was a you line. Even, apparently, you got to get there at like 4 a.m. Yeah, if you want. And to the get line, in. I saw it at sunrise, and the line was down the road, the entry yeah. road, and that's not even down to the docks. It was just out on the street. Ugh, what a scene! No thanks, I'm not going to that shit. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm not dying to get back into a restaurant. I haven't even been to a restaurant. The wife oh. went out for drinks uh, yeah. just now. She just got home, and uh, I interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how. What it was like. Is that all people talked about the entire time? That's what I'm worried about. I'm going to go yeah. sit there and try and enjoy a beer if I start drinking again. Three months, three and some change. I haven't that's, had a drink. That's awesome. Um, and it's not really like, oh, I had this big plan because I'm a booze bag. You know, it's just yeah. one of those things I usually do a month here and there. And it always happens right after St. Patrick's Day. I go on a month hiatus and that's kind of when it started. And uh, I was a little bit prior to that. So that's how I get three months out of this thing. And uh, I feel great. I'm, you know, she asked me, and I think I said this before, was, what are you waiting for? I don't know, but I'm afraid of tomorrow. I'm afraid of how I'm going to feel tomorrow. Because it's not going to be yeah. a drink. 
Yeah. I'm foot in the floor or no yeah. kind of guy. So I'm just, tomorrow's going to suck. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm just like, screw it. Feel great in the morning. It's, you know, so, and lost a shitload of weight because I haven't drank, which doesn't equal the shit food at the bars yeah. and everything else. You know, late night pizza. Oh, let's get a frozen pizza. Chuck that <laughs> in, you know, and then pass right out on the couch, you know. So none of that's going on. I mean, I'm still eating pizza, but I eat it at a normal time and I don't eat half, you know, three quarters of the pie. So it makes it a little bit easier. It's shocking. Shocking how this weight loss thing happens. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think it's... I should just write a book. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> you are something. Yeah, yeah well, that's it. Right you're after this... Something. Yeah, right after this, you can tune into, I don't know, from the LBs. <laughs> you know, how I dropped a bunch of LBs. And it'll be my weight loss podcast about how you shouldn't drink beers and eat pizza right before you go to bed. And there it goes. There's my podcast. So nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Don't even need any. <laughs> don't even look for episode two. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah. That's episode one and two right there. So but anyways, I feel great. So that's what's going on. Thanks for the ice rattle. Yep. Andy you love you. That's a shout out to Andy, the ice rattle. Sorry, Andy. So I'm not. anything else going on? What do you I mean, other than that, I mean nothing much. We got we can shoot to a listener question. Yeah, we do have a listen, yep, listener question. All right, this one comes from Fred Balzarini here in town. He says, uh, with the springtime greens aeration around the corner, what type of verification times do you use and what spacing and why? On my greens, we went with a 5 8 inch tine at one and a half inch spacing with side ejects. Basically, the reason I'm just trying to get as much surface area, you know, material off the greens as possible. And uh, with that type of spacing and that with that five eighths inch time, I'm not doing any disruption, you know, like pulling up the green yeah. or anything. So I'm removing a lot of material and uh, that's it, Andy. I'm just removing a lot of material. So no, but basically I'm just able to lo- remove a lot of that material and I'll do that a couple of times. What kind of spacing? One and a half oh, inch one spacing. One and yeah. a half inch. Oh, yeah. So you got that baby going slow, but yeah. pulling out a lot of yeah, shit. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're we're removing a lot of material, but we're no disruption to the surface. So yeah. the more material I can pull without any disruption to the green surface, the better off we are. Because you know we're trying to. Re- yeah, and you know. get to close. I do it a little bit differently, right. just because mainly I have to. Well, in every year past, I was doing it uh, either front nine. And one day and then the back nine the next day, not closing the golf course. Then I finally got them to close for one day. And I still wanted to be playable, you know, by the end of the week or as fast as I possibly could. And then this year I got four days to do it. But I still do it differently. I do half-inch hollows and quarter-inch hollows on quads okay. and uh, on the quad time yeah. holders, which for those of you who don't know, they call them quad times, but you get 10 times on each set. Rather than the four that you get on right. your your uh, holders, so I'm trying to again remove as much surface area, but make a smaller hole for uh, it to heal a little yeah. bit faster. Um, but I alternate them. Just I'm trying to sneak in a bigger hole is yeah. basically all I'm trying to do, and it does seem to help knit them up a little bit fat, a little bit better uh, by offsetting the holes there, uh, making some smaller ones right next to it. But I do that on two inch spacing. I feel like the cleanup um, on those quarter inch tines is so much easier too. Oh yeah. I have the box that comes right behind it. Even before I had yeah. the box, you know, we'd run the backpack blower, open up a space and then we just take the Buffalo blower, blow them off. Um, 
But now at least I get to pick them up because all those things end up in the rough and all I do is mow, yeah. mow it in. So I'm basically removing the thatch from the green and I'm just chucking it in the collars is what I was doing in years past. Yeah, but right. now I get the box, collects the cores at the end of each pass, scoop them right up, and then I can, again, place those if I need to in some yeah, shitty areas. But next year, if we keep this four-day closure, I'm probably going to up it to probably uh, half-inch tines on the quad tines. Okay. Um, and just make more holes as that's my only reasoning to do it. And also, I'm trying to get it done in one day. So I'm going to put it on two-inch spacing or two-and-a-half-inch spacing. That way the machine's moving a lot faster. Yeah. Um, and I can get that done that way a lot more efficiently. And then I'll go right back over them as soon as we're done this year as well. And I'll put uh, solid tines on it. And I'll put those, you know, I think they're seven inch, six-inch solid tines and I'll just bury them in sand again and just run that solid tine over there. And this way, I'm just trying to make more holes, knit my cord out holes a little bit better, and also just pound more sand and change the soil profile as much as I can. Um, and hopefully I remove the much, as much thatch as I possibly could on the coring. And this, I'm just trying to push new material yeah. in. And with that, you just get better root growth. You know, you, you can cut back on, at least this time of year, you start to be able to cut back some water, some waters, really infiltrating through every one of those channels, get your roots start chasing down and they're going after oxygen and water. Because right now I feel like I'm watering my greens every three nights pretty heavily, yeah. you know, whereas I like to get to that four times, but it's just not happening. You know, the, I'm just getting wet, dry spots everywhere. Oh, yeah. Triv is still almost on. gone. Is yeah, it, yeah, I got it, and I'm just trying to push that Bermuda Mine's right now. Mine's all but checked out. I mean, I'm I'm on my height. My height gets really low, so yeah, you know, we're gonna start raising the heights up a little bit to allow that Bermuda kind of to spread out a little bit. Well, furt, I'm gonna start furting a lot, but I probably got seventy percent Bermuda grass in the greens right now. Like, yeah. I mean, what we talked about earlier, like the heat came so fast, yeah, so early that I didn't have that. As much Bermuda grass as you know on the greens as typically do. Yeah, I mean it's not alarming, but right, yeah, there's it's still there. It's just not Mine's, the timing. Mine me. recovers so good because of the three twenty eight. Three twenty eight just dwarf. yeah, tiff dwarf's a little touchy, especially it. this early for you. Yeah, you know, like you've talked before, your second golf course that you verify later in the season, five weeks from now or four weeks from now, is going to recover by yeah. the end of the week where. Because the humidity is the one that, yeah, exactly. Right now it's 107 with the dew points, like what, 2%? I don't even know. Yeah, it's <laughs> real low. It's yeah. just dry. It's like a microwave. Right. It's just hot and dry and there's nothing. Once the humidity hits, the progression on the on the transition is overdrive and we can't keep up. Yeah, exactly. Then you stop bailing hay and you're yeah, the roughs get out of control. just to slow it down so yeah, it's not scalping insane. everywhere. But I'm uh, speaking of raising heights, you know, that's one thing that I do as well. It's coming up on my fairways. You know, I sprayed out my herbicide to kill out the ryegrass. I'm going to go ahead and verticut them. And Friday will be the last day that I mow at 375. I'm going to raise that up to half an inch. All right. Uh, get that Bermuda stock growing, give it a little bit more space to go. Yeah. And uh, I'll keep it that way right through overseed. Um, and then I'll we'll discuss that later, what the process is when we get to that point. Which will probably be right around the corner because it's June and right. you're looking at the calendar and you're like, okay, uh, let's see at the end of June, then we'll get the phone call about how much seed I want. The fucking summer's over. 
Yeah. You know, it comes back. It's coming so fast. I was driving around this morning. I'm like, we got four weeks left of closure. I still got to fucking top trace all these fairways, you know, and have that heal and get this, like all the approaches transitioned for opening. And it's like, yeah, that's going to be here tomorrow. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, you like, chuck any sod. You sodden anything? We do. We will. I mean, it's too early now. I my ryegrass, like I said, I've only gone to that third rate, yeah. so it's not completely checked out. So I'll have a better idea, you know, probably two weeks of what yeah. I'm looking at as far as sod. And I'm only going to do like any collars or approaches, any high play areas. The nice thing is I didn't oversee those fairways, so the the fairways right now are the money. Yeah, yeah, I bet they are. So. I mean, all my my sod will be shrunk way more. I'm I'm, con- I'm worried. I'm always worried about the overseeded golf course. How much we're gonna have to. Do. Yeah, my collar. Yeah, I could use it on the collars. Um, I just still try to just keep on growing it. I always transition really in. hard on my collars. Yeah, everybody does. It's a turning it's point. Uh, yes, all your overspray for the fur. Like I got no more healthier ryegrass than the golf course <laughs> exactly. than those collars. It's just robust. Like, yeah. And you get all the traffic around there. You know, yeah. that's why I, this year I've made it around uh, solid time and those things twice, which is more than I ever do other than the aerovator getting real close. But right. it's worked out better. We've run that thing around there and we're not getting the aerovator right on the collars because yeah. typically I'm just like, fuck it. We got to get this done. So just do it. We'll mow them. There'll be some big assholes there. But once I'm done You're with the You're a big te- asshole. Yeah. I'm a big mass hole is what they like to call me. Yeah. We got it all on today. We got the Russell jersey rocking. We got the old Red Sox hat that uh, this is from 04. Uh, I bought it that season. So, and for you that don't know, that's the Red Sox uh, World Series year. It's got stitching that I did myself. Um, it's awesome. Very comfortable. Fits my head like... Uh, <laughs> Like a hat. hat. It fits my head. It fits my head like a hat. It's, it's amazing. Hat. Yeah. It's a beautiful hat. It's a very comfortable. Um, it's and I very, perfectly. very rarely wear it just but because I'm afraid point, it's about All to the fall listeners apart. just shut it off. What do you Listen mean? To you talk about the everybody's got hat. hey, everybody's got a favorite hat. There's no doubt. Everybody's got a favorite hat. You got a favorite hat? I don't think you got I do. a going out hat? I don't have a going out hat. You don't have a going out hat? The one where the lady says, honey, we're going out to eat tonight. And you're like, you better look good. I got enough hats. I chuck one on. Whatever matches my outfit. Whatever matches my outfit. Oh, shit. We're going to start a fashion podcast after this. Yeah. From Dan's closet. Coming out of the closet. (laughs) Coming out of the closet. There you go. Coming out hot. (laughs) Hit the shit out of that, (laughs) bro. Oh, shit. So that's what will be going on the collars. Right when I'm done with the um, tees, I'll run those on the collars. And those that's where I'll pull the core. Uh, and that'll be done next week. Well, I'm doing tees next week. So hopefully by the end of the week, we get the uh, collars done. So when I do airify the greens and chuck all that sand, I'll just bury the collars as well. Yeah. And so I'm saying that hopefully. Then I'll run the fertilizer around it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, get those things pushing. But... Like you said before, this, I mean, you can chuck fertilizer too, add it all you want. And when you got nothing coming, you got nothing coming right yeah, now. Yeah, you're almost preloading it for when the heat, the humidity heat hits, and then it's like everything's already there. Yeah, it to take just off. takes off, yeah. But then it's like, oh shit. <laughs> like you want to go back and take it back out. Yeah. Now, exactly, yeah. Now you can't keep up. Yep, for sure. I mean, I, I go from like 70 acres of mowed turf to 200. Real quick. Yeah. It's like, shit. 
Yeah. I need overseed to come now. <laughs> yeah, so you can slow you know, it's down, a bad yeah. deal when you're you're slicing balls in half when you're mowing rough because it's getting lost. Yeah, exactly. Because it's such a nest yeah. out there. Yeah. So when that Bermuda gets going, man, when it gets long, it's gnarly. You know, you can lose oh. a ball deep in there. Oh yeah. I think right now is a good time to talk about airifying since we already were talking about it and <clears throat> why we do it. It's not just to piss off the golfer, right? Like we're not just out there to ruin the golfer's day. So that's first and foremost. I mean, I think the main reason I airify or we airify is to re- re- relieve compaction on the greens. Yep. Those get every foursome. Uh, Istrick out of uh, Kansas City area, they, they're like a soil. They, they do soil tests and... Uh, they have this great images of a foursome on how many steps they take on a green. And you would they every time yep. somebody took a step, they put something out there. I'm sure. Have you seen the yep. image? And yep. it's, it it's looks like in, hundreds. Like it looks like somebody snowed on the on the green, and yep. that's just one foursome. One foursome, yeah. So you imagine all that all season long, the amount of compaction, what the compaction it reduces porosity in the greens, right? The pore space in in the profile. So now we're we're struggling to get any infiltration of water or nutrients to the profile. Yeah, so so we go out with air airifying. We're we're trying to relieve compaction, especially in teasing greens, right? Right. So also along with removing the thatch, yeah. and you know we get tons of thatch because of the two grasses that we grow. You know, right. and the thatch comes from all the little clippings, you know, that don't get picked up in the baskets, um, and dead and dying off leaves. You know, all Root just material. create a. Yeah. If we don't remove that, that just seals. It literally will seal off like a sponge. It becomes yeah. very spongy. Holds all the water. Yeah. So you'll know when you walk. You can walk on a green. It's very spongy, and that's just a, a matter of built up thatch. Yeah. And that's why typically the amateur golfer loves that because they oh whoa I'm hitting it great today. You know, greens are holding. Yeah. Uh, there could be a little underlying problem there too as yeah, well. Right. I mean, you, you know, open some overwatered, more, or more. maybe you are a good stick and you can spin one backwards. But the amateur Usually, golfer gets them bouncing across, and that's one of their big complaints: is oh, the greens aren't holding. Well, the greens are good and healthy, yeah, nice and firm, and, firm. and fast. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, how they're supposed no to be. I mean, you're opening yourself up for disease and, and a lot of other problems too when you got that thatch yeah. layer. So anybody that says that the greens aren't holding, I always like to say you ought to consult your local pga professional for a little lesson on how to hit that thing yeah you know and you're not gonna hold a three hybrid from 150 either you know from 150 yeah that one's coming hot that's my that's that's most of your clientele and my clientele (laughs) yeah no it's true you know well i get a lot of the greens are too firm and it's like yeah, again, you're hitting a hybrid from 120 yeah. out. Like, that thing is probably only getting 12 feet off the ground, Mr. Johnson. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't. Yeah, it can't help you there. So that's the reason why we do airify. I mean, there's a couple more reasons, like allow for water and air infiltration in the greens. When we pull the core, then we'll go and top dress and fill those holes up. And if you took a cross section of that, right, a couple of weeks down the line, that's all going to be filled with new roots, new, new roots, root yep. growth from those greens. So there's your uh, little kind of backstory on why we airify so greens. It's not just to piss you guys it's off. It's not to piss golfers off. And the funny thing was, you know, now that you bring up the pissing off, is uh, and done correctly, you know, I just uh, solid time and top dress. And typically I talked about it last week was, you know, golfers look down at it and they think, oh, they're covered in sand. Oh, they sand it. I just happen to go on to golf now and every so often I sneak in there and look at the reviews, just kind of see what people play and seeing. Because... There are some, one out of a hundred legitimately 
will bring something up that I'm like, oh, I got to go look at that, you know, or yeah. see what he's talking about or whatever it is. Um, but 99% of you don't even bother reviewing. Uh, it's, it's an uneducated review of a golf course, and I don't think it's fair for the other golfers that are think, looking on golf now. I think if you review, you should have to put what you score, too. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, you scored a 110. No wonder you're fucking pissed. Yeah, they can lie about that. No, they I know. Talk, you know what I mean? You know, I just think In a perfect world, it'd be like, oh, okay, well. It's just like Yelp or any of these other reviews. Have you ever reviewed a single thing in your life? No. Other than maybe just the star and out the door you go. Here, I'm going to rate this. Bing. I'll give it a five star. You've never thought I'd give it a three maybe star. Maybe one two out star. of a hundred. No. Yeah. Never. It's five stars and off you go. Because who gives a shit? I'm just going to try and help out the place yeah, right. or whatever it so is. So she had a good time. Right. And you can have a good time pretty much anywhere. So I get I see this review come through the other day and the guys, oh, you know, golf course, great. All the views, this and that. It looks like they sanded. There was sand all over the greens two to three weeks ago is when they possibly sanded. Yeah. No, dude. I sanded the day before you played. Yeah. You know, so was it that big of a deal that the sand was there? I just think that that just gives a shit perception of really what's going on when it becomes uneducated. Right. Now, he was stating a fact, but he's throwing out his willy-nilly thoughts on what he thinks is going on. But the next average golfer goes on there, looks up the review, oh, covered in sand. That's all they saw. Yeah, right. Out the door they go. Totally playable. I sanded them literally the day before. So by Friday last week, such a short no term idea. <clears throat> such a short-term problem. Right. Exactly. I just kind of went on on the rant about reviews because I see people review things. You know, you talk about Yelp, Yelp at a restaurant. Really, right. was it that bad that you just roasted a place? Or what was... What's helpful. so wrong in your life that you've got to bury someone else? Well, don't stop because I need the right five-star review for the right Chinese buffet when these bad boys over. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the two-star place. True. Yeah, I guess. You do follow a couple of reviews here and there. Maybe. I'm not a review I guy. mean, you're going to get a good idea if places like one star. You probably need to fuck. Right. If it's one review, one star, you know, yeah. it's a bag of shit. But, I mean, it's going to get 500 reviews. It's going to be a four-something. Yeah. No matter what. So, anyways, that's my uh, thoughts on when you go on Golf Now and you're looking at, you know, maybe reviewing a golf course, don't go after the review. Uh, Give the place a shot. You know, it's typically at this time of year, it's a money issue. Right. You know, golf is real cheap. People are looking for cheap deals. We've got a lot of stuff going on at every single golf course. So... And keep in mind, there's a reason it's a cheap deal. It's because we're transitioning the golf course. Correct. Yeah. So when you go out there, don't bury a place because you went out there and paid $25 That's and $30. That's a big problem with Arizona with having two different golf courses because you could go out there in February and it's perfect. Absolutely. And you have a shitty transition in May and a guy goes out and bags a place. We're not even reviewing the same golf course at right. this point. Yeah, but it gets... No, everybody you still got to eat that way. one star, right? You know, so that's just kind of my thought. If you're going to review it, be a little bit more educated on it before you start just firing stuff off. Um, so I'll but, fire off whatever the fuck I want. Well, you can go fire off whatever the fuck you I want. Yet, but maybe I'm just just watch out for national anthem as the little name underneath there. Anything you <laughs> the reviews, yeah, anything just crippling people, yeah, just yeah, right by that one. So, 
Uh, let's move on to the homegrown. I know we had a homegrown question. Yeah. Uh, we had a question come in that was, you know, in my yard, should I use a real mower, meaning real as an R-E-E-L mower, or a rotary blade mower? Um, and the answer to that is, unless your Ed, the Ed that runs the Hack Attack, um, unless you're him and have a bent grass green in your yard, uh, you're going to need a rotary mower. Um, it's going to cost too much to get a real mower. Um, you better have a very flat surface, and you better be up on mowing your grass at least every other day. Um, you're going to mow a lot. Yeah, you're going to be mowing every other day. Rotary mower, just go chop it down, bag it up, chuck it. Um, yeah, unless you've got some serious pride. The three quarters of an inch go whack. You know, I don't know what an any inch, of those two inch, homegrown, three quarters of an inch is way too long. Yeah, any of those homeowner real mowers, what they cost these days, but it's not even worth it. Can't you get the nineteen forty three? Yeah, fucking. I got one of those in my backyard. You do as yeah. a l- little decoration. I no, well, it was like in our house before. <laughs> the the movers just. Packed it up with our shit, so it came with us. <laughs> nice. So it's out there as a little decoration. It is. You nice. want to use it? Um, new, oh, I could use bring it. You can use sharpen in a shop and bring it out to your shit. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. Looking yeah, but I don't it. know what any of those cost. You know, but the cost savings on a real mower is get those for two hundred bucks. Like you said, if you're if you're unless you're looking for a putting surface or like a tight line to chip, like there's no yeah. reason to go with that other yeah, the only the guys that I've ever known to have them were either superintendents or worked for a company. Yeah. You know, that had grinding reels and that, you know, grinders and everything to right. have it all done. And just all the other tools to take yeah. care of it. And as both of them, their yards or what they're using this real mower for are a thousand square feet, maybe. Exactly. You know, so it's this little patch of grass. <laughs> Best lawn on the block. <laughs> Six years running. Yeah. Oh shit. We have a guy across the streets trying to grow in his half acre lot covered in weeds and you're out there dialing in your <laughs> every day mowing it fucking yeah, you, half inch. Your one thousand mower. You know, just yeah, exactly. Or even lower quarter inch just yeah. mowing your little square. Oh shit. But your answer to that is you know, get the rotary mower. It's going to do it fine. Change the blade once a year, you know, or get a little hand grinder and sharpen it up. Be good to go. Um, anything else for the homegrown people out there? What they're going to be doing to their yards out here in Arizona? You should be damn near transition. You should be pretty. You know, good I got a little bit of rye holding on in my backyard. Let's see, let's, you're looking at the Midwest. Once they're heating up, you're probably done fertilizing that. That shit's ready to take off. Yeah. Just managing your weeds probably by hand at this point. Yeah. It's too late for a post or a pre-emergent. Yeah, pre-emergent. Probably talked done. about this last time. And uh, post-emergent, better be spraying yeah, it and getting ready for yeah. it when you start seeing a couple weeds pop up. Yeah, if you don't have a pre-emergent on the ground in the Midwest, yeah, just get load up on the post-emergents. Get ready for that. Yeah. So, on uh, anything I got here in the yard, I'm just pulling by hand, whatever yeah. I can, any of the big stuff. But, you know, I get a little bit of that wild carrot that's going and then uh the saint august the saint augustine is cruising across the yard (laughs) my wife was out there the other day yanking i said what are you doing pulling those things i said that's gonna go she's like i'm trying to manage it she's pulling these like foot long stolens running across that are like like, look "Look, there's roots there though it's trying to tack down she's like oh i'm just slowing it down i was like good luck 
Good luck. You know, Just let it go. It doesn't yeah. feel good on the bare feet. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. We were out there chucking the bags the other night, stomping around, and I'm barefoot all the time. So other than when I play golf, I'm, yeah. no, I'm no Kenny Cutler. So oh. I go I go with the shoes. Uh, so, But out here at the yard, I was running around there that, uh, this weekend playing bags, and it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. So it just looks gnarly. I'm not used to the look. Did it it can get rough on the old pigs. Yeah. Watch out, dude. Yeah, wait till it gets really going. Like little razor blades. It definitely grows a lot faster than the Bermuda grass and rye grass that are still hanging on out there. Shit, is it green? Yeah, it's green. Oh, i chucking that out. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put some in the back of my car and take it out to my golf course. <laughs> oh, shit. I got a couple bear spots I got to use that in. Yeah, it'll, it'll take over. That's for shit sure. But... I think it's uh, about time we wrap this episode yeah. up. Episode 7 of From the Jingweeds. Remember to follow us on Instagram at from underscore the underscore jingweeds. Follow us on Twitter. We'll hopefully get a little bit more content going up on there as we get the hack attack going. Get some golf courses and some photos and some action from the jingweeds. Follow us at, at fjingweeds. And also, if you've got any listener questions... Or any thoughts or concerns, like us, don't like us, give us some feedback at, you can email us at fromthejingweeds at gmail.com. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap this up here on a Tuesday night post-Memorial Day. Thank you for everybody that served. Dan, you served. Uh, but this is for the guys that have lost their lives yep. serving us. So uh, thank you, everybody. And until next time, I'll go ahead and say later. See you guys. Love you, Mom and Dad.